Last week, uh, I told a story about a friend of a friend, a guy named Tony, lives in Southern California. And Tony, when Tony was a young man, his, the bones of his legs were, were formed in such a way that he wasn't able to walk. And uh, at some point in Tony's life, I haven't met Tony, I, I look forward to meeting him. At some point in Tony's life, somebody had the faith to pray for him. And they prayed for him that his bones would, would, would reform and that he would be able to, to walk. And God answered that prayer. And today you meet Tony and he is a walking, talking miracle. And I love, I love that somebody had the faith to pray for him, to, 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 to actually stand and say, I know that God is both able and willing to do miracles, to answer prayer. Last week, we looked at uh, one of Jesus' miracles, a miracle where he was on a boat with his disciples and storms came and it looked like they were all going to die. And, and the, the disciples in the boat with Jesus, they didn't actually ask Jesus to calm the storm. Now, Jesus eventually did calm the storm, but they didn't ask him to. And the reason they didn't ask him to is that they didn't know he was capable of that. And the reality is, for you and I, is if we don't think somebody's capable of doing something, then it's a no-brainer. We're not going to bother asking them. It would, it would be a waste of time. And we're all pragmatic enough to know we just wouldn't do it. And so one of the most critical things for you and I to do is to get a greater understanding of exactly what Jesus is capable of. What is it that he can do? What's, what sort of power does he really hold? And, and out of that, out of that greater understanding of, of not, see, not just who Jesus is, but also what he can do, out of that greater understanding, we can actually place our faith in that. We can actually approach Jesus, say, I know you're able, and now I'm asking you, are you willing to do a particular miracle in our life? And this is this idea, this thing called faith. I want to talk about faith today. Now, what is faith? Well, the writer of the book of Hebrews, he simply defines faith this way. And he says, now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This, this, this idea that, that it's faith that produces the evidence before the actual physical reality of that evidence exists. You understand? It's faith. It's a bit of a mystery, but it's not a total mystery. And I want to talk about faith today. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been in a situation where you wished you, you had just a little bit more faith? Confronted by circumstances where, 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 where the circumstances are just, are just on a shelf, just above the level of your faith. And, and, and you wish you, you, could, you could just reach up to that next Level. Have you ever had that happen? You know, maybe your finances have been ticking along nicely. You, you know, the money's coming in, the money's going out, the, the balance sheet's pretty okay. And then, and then that bill comes from out of nowhere, boom, and rocks the boat. And you think, oh, man, I, I, if I just need a little bit more faith and, 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 and to know that we're going to be okay in this financial situation. Maybe your health is fine. Maybe, you know, you get up. In the mornings and everything's going fine. And, and, and then you get a report from the doctor. And you think, boy, 
You know, I had the faith for my health when it was doing okay, but now that this news has come to me, I, I need to be able to reach up to that next shelf, that next level of faith. Or maybe it wasn't you. Maybe it was somebody in your world and something happened to them and you, and you wished you could have more faith to, to pray for them. And, and, and you know, like this person that prayed for Tony, that, that his bones would reform. You wish you had more faith to pray for them. The, 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 the friend that, that's, that's had the bad news about their teenage son you know, doing something stupid. The person that they had the health news come back from the doctor. Cancer. Maybe right now it's somebody that, that, that's in your world that's not yet following Jesus and, 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 and you've been praying for them, but you think, boy, if I had just a little bit more faith, maybe that's going to make the difference. We read books about great faith. We have preachers tell stories about great faith. I I told a story a month ago about a couple. I just learned it that week. A couple in the U.S., uh, empty nesters who were living on a a pretty uh, large, in a large house on a a farm. And empty nesters. And they'd been feeling for some time that, 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 that not only was this house and land unnecessary and too big for them but but that maybe god had a purpose beyond them staying there and they didn't know what that was and and then they heard about a family a couple who were raising 12 foster children and they instantly knew that what god wanted for them to do was to give their house and their farm to that family that were raising the 12 foster children just give it to them That takes a lot of faith. And the mistake that we can make is we can hear these stories about people's legs reforming and about people having the faith to give houses and farms away and we can crop ourselves out of the picture thinking that that doesn't apply to us. That somehow that, that sort of stuff could never, never happen to us. Our faith is just not there. We've never seen bones regrow. We've never thought possible to be able to give large assets away. And, and, and the reality is that is probably true, that your faith isn't at that level yet. But the good news is, is that faith can grow. Faith isn't, doesn't have to be static. Faith is not fixed in concrete, a one-time level at one ongoing point in your life it's actually something that can grow people have different levels of faith and you can actually go to new levels of faith and i want to talk about that this morning i want to talk about it about how faith can grow i want to look at a story again one of jesus miracle stories this is miracles month here at elevate church one of jesus miracle stories some of you might know this story but like any story in the bible God's always got some more revelation, something that he wants to show you. So open your heart this morning, write down some notes, make sure you don't forget what God says to you this morning. And here's the story. And the context for the story is Jesus had just taken three of his closest disciples up a mountain to pray. And they came down from that mountain. And this is where we'll pick up the story. When they came back down the mountain to the other disciples, they saw a huge crowd around them and the religion scholars cross-examining them. 
As soon as the people in the crowd saw Jesus, admiring excitement stirred them. They ran and greeted him. He asked, what's going on? What's all the commotion? A man out of the crowd answered, teacher, I brought my mute son, made speechless by a demon to you. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him on the ground and he foams at the mouth, grinds his teeth and goes stiff as a board. I told your disciples, hoping they could deliver him, but they couldn't. Now, those of you that are parents and those of you that are grandparents, can you imagine being the dad in this situation? The, the feeling of helplessness, the feeling of desperation. Oh, this is his son, possessed by a demon and, 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 and causing him to convulse. And you can just imagine that this father's tried everything. Tried everything up to this point, except the thing that he's now done. See, around this time, Jesus, he, he was getting a reputation. You just saw people actually ran to him. They were excited when he turned up. He was getting a reputation in his region as someone who could heal, someone who could perform miracles. And so this desperate father, who I'm sure had seen the best doctors in the area, I'm sure, like any loving parent, he would have tried everything. He heard Jesus was in town. And to his credit, to the father's credit, he took his son. Maybe as a final act, maybe as a final roll of the dice. Well, I've tried everything else. I've heard that Jesus can do some miracles. Maybe, just maybe, he'll be able to help my son here. It's worth a try. Nothing to lose, right? Jesus said, <laughs> what a generation. No sense of God. How many times do I have to go over these things? How much longer do I have to put up with this? Bring the boy here. And they brought him. When the demon saw Jesus, it threw the boy into a seizure, causing him to writhe on the ground and foam at the mouth. Now, again, hold that image. You're the dad. You've tried everything. You've heard Jesus can heal. You bring the boy to see Jesus and maybe, just maybe, Jesus will be able to make him better. So you bring him to Jesus and what happens? The boy goes into another seizure, writhing on the ground and foaming at the mouth. Oh, great. Jesus, this is a bust. And that's it. That's the end of the line for the dad. So he would have thought. So with the boy writhing on the ground, foaming at the mouth, Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has this been going on? <laughs> Ever since he was a little boy. Many times it pitches him into the fire or the river to do away with him. You guys that are parents... Would you hate that to be you and hate that to be one of your kids? Absolutely. Now, now, now Jesus at this point hasn't helped anything. So the father just pleads with him. Jesus, 
if you can do anything, do it. Have a heart and help us. I love the honesty of this father. I, I love that he was at least honest to use the, the word if. If you can do anything, would you please? Because he didn't know if Jesus could heal his son. He didn't know. He, he figured I had nothing to lose by bringing him here. Jesus was in the neighborhood. Tickets were free. If you can do anything, if. I don't know if, if, if you can do anything. Jesus said, if. There are no ifs among believers. Anything can happen. Jesus is saying, you know, mate, you're asking if I can do this. I can do this. There's no ifs. No sooner were the words out of his mouth than the father cried, then I believe. Help me with my doubts. That's a pretty strange thing to say when you just read it at face value. I believe, help me with my doubts. It seems like he's just contradicted himself. I believe, help me with my doubts. Really what he's doing is he's saying, I've got a level of faith, but I need to bridge up to the next shelf to believe this miracle. My son has been like this since he's a little boy. I'm exhausted. I've tried everything. I heard you can do some miracles. I was, I was hoping you could do this one. You're saying you can. I'm saying thank you, thank God. But I, but I, but I, but I gotta just admit to you, Jesus. Uh, there's a gap. I need to bridge up in my faith. I've got some faith. I know I need some more. I know I need it to grow. Seeing that the crowd was forming fast, Jesus gave the vile spirit its marching orders. Dumb and deaf spirit, I command you out of him and stay out. Screaming, yeah, this is, you know, the part where it gets better. No, screaming and with much thrashing about, it left. And then it just gets worse. The boy was pale as a corpse. So people started saying he's dead. But Jesus, taking his hand, raised him. And the boy stood up. Do you think that father's faith level would have risen at that moment? Do you think that the father would have gone from this particular encounter with a greater level of faith in Jesus' ability and willingness to perform miracles? Of course, absolutely. And the people around. They got to see it for themselves. And you and I, we've got something even better. See, the question this morning is, how do we 
increase our faith? How do we grow our faith? How do we bridge up to a new level of faith? Look, one of the things we've got to do is we've got to immerse ourselves in God's word. These people didn't have the recorded miracles of Jesus back then. They only had eyewitness accounts. This father had heard on the bush telegraph that this guy Jesus was going around the towns and the villages of the area doing some pretty funky miracles. And because he'd heard about that, because word had got around, the, Jesus' reputation as a, as a healer had spread, the father thought, maybe he can heal my son. Guys, we've got the written, recorded eyewitness accounts, and not just one, but many. We didn't have to be there. We read accounts of people that were there. You know, when you read the news... We weren't at the crash scene, but you read it and you know it's true because the reporter wrote it and, well, duh, you know, there was a white car and a black car and it was fantastic. We've got these miracles, miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle written by eyewitnesses telling us, you and I, 2,000 years later, just how able and willing Jesus is to perform miracles. And if we don't immerse ourselves in God's word, how in the world can we expect our faith to grow? This father, he wouldn't have even had that much faith if he hadn't heard about Jesus' reputation. But based on what he knew, he went to Jesus. We've got God's word. And these days, it's easier than ever to immerse ourselves in God's word. One of the things I do uh, is I use an, an app, but it's also a website called YouVersion. And uh, it's as simple as that. I know Robin, you know, she was reading to me this morning to me from it. And I was reading at my breakfast bar this morning from it, just on my iPad, reading the Bible. It's as easy as ever. And I mean ever, I mean ever. Uh, if you don't, yet know how to read the Bible or where to start, go on to you version. You can have, you can, through there, you can have them email you a, a, a passage of the Bible every day. And, you know, just read it like you read the rest of your emails. You can, you can sign up for a devotional. I'm doing a 40-day devotional called 40 Days of Revival right now. This morning is day 13. And, I, and read a section of the Bible and then read some, some thoughts from a writer on that section. The, the, the point is, as we read the stories in God's word, we get a greater and a clearer picture of who God is, what he can do, and what he wants to do. And that is one of the ways our faith grows, because we get to see what he's capable of, and we get to understand more of his heart, more of his desire, what he wants to do in our lives. And so that transforms us. It should transform our faith. It should, oh, I didn't know God could do, until you, I didn't know God could do that. Wow. Well, now that I know, now that I've read it, I can go to him with a level of confidence that I didn't have before I read that. Whatever it is. And keep rereading and keep rereading. If we only, you know, Read, and I'm not talking about legalism here. You know, this can become so burdensome. You must read your Bible. If you don't read your Bible, you don't love God. 
no one's saying that. I'm just saying we've got a, we've got a resource and we've got access to God's word. And, and if we don't access, regularly access God's word, well, don't expect your faith to grow. It's just as simple as that. But if you want to grow your faith, and, I, and guys, I hope you do. And I want to see you as a leader here at Elevators to see your faith grow, to see God do greater things in you and through you. Uh, you immerse yourselves in God's word. And then as you immerse yourself in God's word, you've got to act on God's word. You can't just believe in God. You can't just think that he does things for other people and you crop yourself out of the picture. We've got to act in response to God's word. I read the quote this week from one of the books I was reading. The author just simply said this, faith isn't a state of mind. You know, if I can sort of think it up more. Faith demonstrated, faith's a course of action. You know someone has faith by the actions they take as a demonstration of their faith. And, 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 and the idea, going back to the definition of the writer of Hebrews, is we've got to act first. Believing that the, the, the answer is already in front of us. And see God move in response to our faith. The, the father had to travel a distance, I don't know how far, to go to Jesus. And he had to bring his son to Jesus. Sitting at home wouldn't have cut it. He had to push through the crowd. Jesus says, what's, what's all the commotion? What's going on here? He had to, he had to yell out, teacher, oi. And, and act. His faith was demonstrated by his actions. You might not yet have the faith to pray for someone who can't walk. You may not yet have the faith to to give away your house and land and trust that God is going to provide somewhere for you to live. You, You may not have that level of faith yet. So that's not necessarily the question to ask this morning. The question to ask is, what's your next step? Based on where you're, because every one of you will have a different level of faith to everyone else. What's your next step based on where you are to the next level of faith? What, what's it going to take? What action, what step, what thing do you need to do? And this month, Miracles Month, is a great month to, to just even zero in on one thing. If you... If you you want to see your faith for trusting God in your finances grow, then, then I would encourage you this month to take the next step in your giving to allow God to get involved in your finances. If it's your health, if, 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 if you've got some, some sickness, some disease, some illness, then, then maybe the next step for you is to, is to go to someone who you know they've got greater faith than you and say, can you pray with me? Can you pray for me? All of us know people, friends, family, neighbors, colleagues who aren't yet following Jesus. 
and you've been praying for them and, 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 and maybe your next step in faith, step of faith this month is to actually invite them, invite them to your Elevate group or invite them here to our live experience on a Sunday. They might not say yes, but, 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 it might, but, but, but they might say yes. At the end of the day, is that your next step of faith? Maybe it's in a relationship. Marriage is struggling. Maybe your step of faith is to, is to go to counseling, either with your, with your spouse, and trust that God's going to use that. And that's just a step of faith, because you don't know if it's going to work. Whatever it is, but, but, but let's not be passive. Let's, let's this month immerse ourselves in God's word. And act on God's word and see our faith grow. You know, some of you maybe have never made the decision to follow Jesus. And uh, one of the great, I think it's the greatest miracle that any of us could ever experience. The, the opportunity to have our relationship with God restored. He promises to make us a new creation to erase our sins, the things we've done wrong, and give us a brand new start. The greatest miracle of all. Some of you, that's the miracle that God's got for you today. You've never made that decision to follow Jesus. We give you that opportunity. We do that every single Sunday, and we give you that opportunity right here, right now. So in a moment, for those of you that have never made that decision to follow Jesus and to make him your Lord, I just want you to put your hand up you know, so I can see it. But really, you're saying, God, I, 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 want, a, I want a relationship with you. I want a brand new start. I, I, I want you to forgive me. Jesus, I want, I want to make you my Lord. And when I see a hand, you can put it down. And then we'll pray. So just before we close, for those of you that have never made that decision, and you know that that's the miracle for you this morning, a relationship with God, just slip your hand up. When I see a hand, you can put it down. We don't want to miss anybody. Okay, gang. That's the greatest miracle that I'm praying for this month. That God would use us, elevate church more powerfully to see people connect with him. So be a part of that miracle as well. Huh? Pray for that right now. Father, there are tens of thousands of people in a 15-kilometer radius from where we sit right now. There are friends, there are family members, there are colleagues, there are neighbors in all of our, our worlds, our lives that don't know you, that aren't yet following you. So Lord, we commit it ourselves to be used by you as we engage and invest and invite to see them commence a relationship with you that that would be the greatest miracle that we see this month in Jesus name amen great well make sure you take that elevate global brochure with you have a look at these images I literally I have these on my computer as well I literally look at them and I cry Literally, because I'm just so moved.
by what God's doing and what he's already started to use us to do. Uh, and I also cry at the possibilities and the potential, the opportunity we have ahead. So grab that brochure. This month, we're going to keep talking about that. Be praying about your part in that. And uh, keep keep presenting yourself to God for miracles. Now, the coffee this morning, Neil, is Guatemalan. Are you, saying, are you mumbling the second word because you don't know how to pronounce it? Okay, it's from South America. Enjoy. <laughs>